Hey. Holy shit. We got it working. It worked. Yes. Hey, how about your boy? Good shit. Hi. <clears throat> how are you? Hello. Good. How are you? I'm well. Sorry, I'm like three hours behind, but yeah, I've been kind of a little busy. How are you? I take a tour. Uh, flat as fuck. The tire place was closed when I got to Walmart. It was oh, is that where you just went shopping instead? Yeah. <laughs> so I bought unnecessary shit I didn't need, you know? Yeah. As one does in Walmart. I do that every time. I'm like, <laughs> I need milk, eggs, donuts. And I come home with everything but milk, eggs, and donuts. Right? Mm-hmm. You get like, oh, this is this is, this is is a cute shirt. <laughs> buy this one. I bought, I bought some some uh, basketball shorts. I was like, ooh, oh, got some new swim trunks. You heard Good me? Good shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I originally went there for tires, but didn't come back with those. That's okay. Maybe <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, I'll go get them tomorrow. So, like, when I came back, which we don't have a Walmart in our town at all. So, when I came back from the 30-minute trip of going Mineral to Wells. Mineral Wells, okay. um... My tire was completely flat, and I filled it up with air at the Walmart. So I'm not going to drive it till. I guess I got to go to the Mexican tire shop and go get some more fucking tires tomorrow. They're going to cost me probably 130 bucks. Oh, the one over by Lowe's? Yeah, yeah. That's good shit. Well, so they say they say that you know who Fletcher Cox is, right? Yeah, the football player. Uh-huh. They say he frequents there all the time. So like. I want to. I want to go up there one day and just flex your cock. Flex your cock. Be there. Hang out there. Hi, yeah, I'm just just wait for him to show up. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I like your football and you like drag racing. How you doing? <laughs> That's good shit. Well, I want to say there's a lot of stuff going on where I'm at right now, so you may hear some crazy shit in the background because I do live in Ooh. Ferguson. I want to say before anything else, Black Lives Matter. In case you weren't already expecting that, but there's riots going down right now. Lots of lots of loud noises. Like it's it's going down down in the DMs. <laughs> well, uh, earlier today, I actually went to Walmart um, and I got supplies for. Since I'm not, I won't be able to be there tonight to help like aid the people who are injured from the riots and stuff. So um, they were prepping early today for it so i bought a bunch of milk for them they use the milk for when they're tear gassed damn yeah it gets pretty crazy um lots of people you know have to rush in and pull the people out who are like on the ground and and ferguson is known for you know protesting every year we have protests um for the the brown incident that happened um and now you know we're reliving the protesting so it's it's good to be part of the community and give in however you can. So I knew I couldn't be there protesting with them tonight. So I got a bunch of supplies for them. Well, that's mighty nice of you. Yeah, absolutely. Do whatever I can for my black community. You get uh, whole, whole milk or 2%? Right. You get? Oh, my gosh. I was actually talking to Sydney earlier and was like, I didn't know what to get. So I did get whole milk. You should have just got skin. I milk, thought the right? fatty acid. I think the fatty acids is what they need to help with the tear gas. So I got whole milk. I would have got the chocolate milk, the straight up chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. 
what? I mean, the whole milk chocolate milk. That way, or like you know, hurting, they could also have a nice, tasty drink. A nice, nice beverage. Yeah, pour some in your eyes, pour some in your mouth. Same. Absolutely. I was listening to your podcast about um, just yourself in general, and uh, that was for that. Night, and I was like, I'm just gonna record myself. I don't give a fuck what comes yeah. out of my mouth right now. It was good, uh, good quality content. I appreciated it. Yeah. Now, I will yeah, say yeah. though, the people protesting are starting out peaceful. It's the cops that escalate the situation. It really is. I've been. Dude, so I, was, I was literally just talking about this with my sister. Like, where are the bricks coming from? They're placing <laughs> them the themselves. Have you not saw like? Oh, so. I'm kind of a no. I've been been busy all day. Yeah, absolutely. I've I'm kind of a. I have been doing this for a couple of years now, and you notice a lot of things like that, right? The bricks and shit, like they're placed for that specific purpose, but not by the black community. You know, usually a lot of it is the people who are owning the buildings around. Because they they are able. To oh, they claim the insurance on that shit, probably. Huh? Yeah. Any. Oh my gosh, I never thought of any that. Any businesses that are getting harmed in this situation, they have insurance over their buildings. You can replace a building. You can replace your windows. You cannot replace the lives that are being targeted by police brutality. You know what I mean? But and- yes, I I get that. But I mean, at the same time. They're like, there's a lot of stuff going on that really shouldn't be. You know what I mean? That like, they're you know, angry. they're upset. You know, it it is primitive, like the primal instinct for whenever you feel like you are in danger to act out, like, you know, stepping in a snake's territory, and the snake's feeling like it's being targeted right. and it's being harmed. It's going to attack. This is just the first phase. Soon there will be organization Dude, and they... there will be demands made. You know. Um, if if they find that dude innocent, it's gonna cause chaos. Did you do any like? Did you look into any of the things that happened um, here in Ferguson about the cop who, um, it were the like land of the hands up don't shoot, um, because he was an an unarmed. Black I mean, I heard about yeah. it, but he I, was an unarmed. You know, I'm busy with my own life, but really research. Yeah. Well, I guess because I live here, like, you know this. this you're Absolutely. gonna hear about um, it. but also I do my research too in it because I am super passionate about it because since I've lived here, you know, I see it every single day. I see racial profiling. Whenever we talked yesterday about how I lived on the state streets and I would see cops pulling over a, to a group of like little ass kids, man. We're talking like little, like not even high school age, junior high ass kids, and putting them on the ground and searching them, getting in their cars and driving off. No reasoning. Well, that would work for you, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, you... Yeah. Well, for me, right, yeah. You would have got arrested. Let's just be real. Immediately be real. <laughs> in my junior high days, if I would have been searched by a cop, I would have been detained. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wouldn't <laughs> just randomly happen to me because of the color of my skin, you know? So I see it all the time. But the situation with, um, with Brown, the cop, he was not prosecuted correctly um he wasn't prosecuted at all and that's why they're mad that's why they hold riots every year you know right but i mean i get if it i'm correct i'm but, pretty sure that the officers were are were they not already prosecuted no no 
I mean, yeah, they're 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 being charged, but they you know hadn't gone to court or anything right. yet like that. That's a lengthy process. I have no doubt in my mind that they're trying to they they're saying from what I gather is they're trying to do, do third degree murder, which would be better because if you try to charge them with first degree, uh. There's not enough evidence, apparently, but I don't see how that's true because he fucking choked him out, I, like, right I there, you know? I think the big, like, I think what a lot of people are demanding is autopsy reports, which they came back with recent, uh, I think they came back with them either yesterday or today, the autopsy reports, yeah. which asphyxiation concluded or that, that, that is. there was asphyxiation, but more people are pushing for a second round autopsy to see about toxins, and that will take mm-hmm. a hot second. Um, but, like, Oh, to see if like see if he was under the influence yeah, or something. Which which else. they probably wouldn't do to a white man, but are going to do because you know No, you would have to do it to a white man. I don't think that, that matters about race. You know? If you're gonna do an autopsy report, they're gonna test for toxins. One hundred percent. But whenever are. it comes back, this guy died from you know He died on the street. Essentially what yeah, like they were saying the ambulance was the hearse. They they I, they have to pronounce them dead Absolutely. at the hospital because the EMS cannot report someone dead. So they pronounced him dead at the hospital. But let's be real. He died on the street. Like, like, oh, my God. It sucks so bad. It sucks so bad because that shit happens. Oh, it's it's not a rare case either. That's a lot of people are, are misunderstanding. It's like, oh, you know, these are just a couple of situations. No, honey. These are just a couple of situations that happen to be recorded that you saw. Now that we're booming now that we're protesting, a lot more shit like this is going to be coming out. Just on my way to Walmart, I had to, like, and I, and we do it all the time here in Ferguson where whenever people are, um, you know, when people get pulled over and I see a cop taking a black male, like, out of their car, like, I'm going to stop somewhere over so I can, you know, record. You should always record, I think, is a big thing because the police also around here will tell them you are not allowed to record. That is, and some of them believe that, you know, but it is your right. You can record. Um, it's your right to continue. Some states you can, some states you can't. It's different. So for it's every a state. little bit different. You can record. It is your right to record. You cannot be on the phone. So the reasoning is with recording, essentially, there's no harm to the police officer. Now, if you're on the phone, you could be calling up your homie and being like, hey, roll up. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So there is a difference. Yes. Like, you have to be complicit whenever it comes to calling. You cannot be on the phone, but you have the right to record. Right, every right. So, you know. It's a... But okay, so hypothetical okay. question: What store would you loot first? Where would you go? You know what? You were fucking shitting on people looting Ross, but let me tell you, that's just booming. It's, that's like <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna loot Ross, though, like you're not even gonna try on. Because, you know, <laughs> that shit's been through. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad clothing because I've you bought said it's, shit. It's basically like looting from Goodwill or some shit, like looting from a thrift shop. You know, <laughs> the first place that I would probably, it, it, hypothetically, so I would actually never do this, um, but looting, the very first place I would loot would have to be like Target. Like their furniture is beautiful. <laughs> I love right, Target. But, no, like, I'm going. That's I'm, just. I'm going straight for like a Zales because then you can sell that shit for like high end money. You know, the, the, the quality stuff. Okay. Or the my problem, my yeah. problem with looting jewelry stores is like, old girl love diamonds. I love jewelry, so I just keep it all. 
<laughs> you wouldn't sell no, it. I wouldn't sell it. It's <laughs> all mine now. Yeah. You know what? Thinking about it, that's actually a pretty good call. I could use the jewels. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, like a lot of people be in the sneaker game. So they'd be getting the new Jordans or the the, the new Yeezys, yeah. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The the first riot here in Ferguson, um, a lot of people were talking about how that's what they did. Um, the There's a big, over by our, like, shopping area, there's a big um, shoe carnival. That place was done. Ooh. There was nothing in it. Go- they took the filas. They took it all down to the filas. Like, <laughs> it was gone. All the way Feelers? Ain't nobody wearing feelers. That's anymore. not feelers are making a comeback. Those cute, like little chunky feelers. Bitches love chunky feelers. Not me personally. I'm more of like a combat kind of gal, but for real? Like a combat boot? Yeah. I mean, I mean them combat boots and platform heels. I like that shit. I mean, not saying I don't have a pair of Jordans in my closet because I do. <laughs> you got the Jordan five. Yeah. <laughs> I make big girl money now, so I buy I buy the Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And so so other than that, how you been? Um, I've been well, doing great. Got my kids to sleep. It's actually not bad that you were three hours late because now I don't have kids rioting for chips and cookies. <laughs> they, they riot you every day, huh? Every single day. <laughs> You're still be rioting in the, the pantry yeah. every day. Did you, did you come across my post on Facebook about Ollivander and the... Um, so I take them, like, we go on, like, trail walks and stuff, and, and we always end up at a cemetery because I love the... Um, I just love the, like, artwork that's there and shit like that so I thought well you know maybe I should maybe I should explain what a cemetery is and I think I had one of my like obvious mom fails and doing that because I told Ollivander this is where people go when they're dead and now he continuously asks me mom are we dead <laughs> oh y'all went to a cemetery thinking on our way to the cemetery, I was like, fuck, my bad. No, we're not dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Only on the inside, honey. Only on the inside. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good shit. Um a lot of old a lot of old like graves and shit. They'd be dope. I yeah, think. so it's pretty cool. I like to look at the structures, um, like of the the houses and the gazebos, because I bought my house. And one of the biggest selling points was is it's right next door to, like, one of the oldest cemeteries in my area, in the, like, St. Louis area. And it's the Bellefontaine um, Cemetery. And that has some of the oldest, um, like, headstones I've ever saw. And that shit is bougie as fuck. Like, they, sh- they surely cared. Because those are some of the biggest <laughs> monuments. Like, it's really cool. Really? It's from, like, the 1700s, 1800s? You yeah. See people? Um, I think one of the oldest ones that I saw was from, I wouldn't say it was probably the 1700s, yeah. Anything, anything past that was more or less of just, like, you only had a, a headstone if you were, like, a big deal. Up there. Yeah, yeah if you was, you was part yeah. of the clip. <laughs> the squad. See, like, <laughs> In New Orleans, 
New yeah, Orleans. A lot of people are <laughs> New Orleans. They're, they're buried above ground, so like they have like um, little tombs that the casts go in because New Orleans is a city that's you know ten feet below sea level. So when it floods there, the bodies aren't just floating throughout the streets and shit. That's kind of fucking so dope. So that's pretty cool. You ever go there? Yeah, it's 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 pretty dope to just go to a New Orleans cemetery because all the tombs and shit are above ground. Yeah, that's ground. aesthetically pleasing. I like that shit. That's cool shit. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine like strolling with your beautiful family and then a, a a dead body just comes swimming across? Like, it's a good thing they did the tombs. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it still happened when Katrina happened because it was, you know, it flooded quite mm-hmm. a bit there. But that's what Lil Wayne said. I mean, that was a whole nother, that was a whole nother <laughs> disaster. <laughs> so you mentioned yesterday the new Lil Wayne album, right? Like he came out with it. A- Weezy. Weezy. <laughs> I've I've been listening to it, man. It's fucking gold. Yeah, like. People hate me for loving Lil Wayne. I get the same but shit. Lil Wayne's got me. He's got me through some tough I, times in life because he he works his ass off. He's in the studio twenty four seven, so he has so much music that it can appeal to any genre. I feel like he was in jail and he was still, you know, yeah, on his grind. And just the way he puts together rhymes. Like I'm still catching songs that I've heard for years. They're like, oh, I just yeah. caught that. Yeah, he's intelligent. <laughs> fuck. Like a mm-hmm. lot of people don't get Very. it. But if you sit down no. and you like listen deep into what he's saying, like the motherfucker intelligent as shit. Really, really mm-hmm. smart. You know he he has a psychology mm-hmm. uh, degree. And a lot of not a lot of people know that, but just some of the way he puts words together. Oh, it's. Yeah. Like, I, I was just listening to the song uh, on the way back from home. I was listening to the song President Carter. And he says, I see you rap is sweet. I pay the incidentals. Ugh. So, like, like a sweet tooth, yes. you know, when you go into a dinner. Yeah. Like, I just caught that. And I've heard that song so yes. many times. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yes. What's... You got to listen to his What bars. is your favorite little Wayne line? Like, your favorite one of all time? Oh, it's so tough. He's got so many of them. Yeah, good um, shit. Okay, so he did a song. He did a song with Shout Out Bum B. He did a song with Bum B one time and Drake called "Damn on the Cold." And he goes, one, two, three way, four, four makes eight. Nine times out of ten, it's an eleven or a twelve gauge. Friday the thirteenth, that's the day that hell raised. But y'all boys too weak, like fourteen. But- and that always me. Y'all, two week, like 14 days. That's good fucking shit. I really yeah. like that yours was super in depth. I'm gonna in depth. I'm gonna hit you with mine. Silent like lasagna. That shit was fire as fuck. That was lit as shit. Silence like lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one too. That's a good one too. Yours was super in depth. I love that. Um, yeah. no, really, there are there are so many good ones. Um but one of the ones that I always related to um, growing up, I think, was um, the song that he wrote about pills, like just being like caught up in the drugs, which I know like that narrows it down. I'm trying to, I feel, I feel, like, I feel dying. like dying. That was one of the ones that I related to so fucking hard because 
I'm a prisoner locked behind Xanax bars. bars. Man, yeah. that shit was wild as fuck. Um, he he's come up with a lot of good ones. Um, let's see. Just recently, he he didn't release this song on any album, but it's called uh, "Hasta La Vista." It's the original version of it, off a of the original Cardify that was supposed to come out but never came out. Mm-hmm. Um. He says, uh, hold on, what the fuck? I just forgot the lyric. My shit just went blank. My mind. He goes, uh, motherfucker, I forgot it. <laughs> I'm about to look that up. <laughs> Whatever he said, um, I'm so innovative eating pussy at my dinner table because that one was a good one in that song. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Get the yayo. <laughs> was that it? <laughs> no, it more deeper than that. No, it was. Uh, let me see it. I'm autoimmune genius right now. He goes. Yeah. So he goes. The devil never sleeps. No sedation until heaven make us dream about dreaming about being in better places until hell awake us. Mm. That's good fit. And then one one more that caught my attention. Uh. Trying to coexist with older thoughts got us growing up, knowing much but never know enough. Now we loading up. That always got That's me. That's good shit. I really like when he says, "I got the Lamborghini doors up like some bunny ears." <laughs> <laughs> I think same song. <laughs> I really like that shit. Man, some of these rappers are doing really, really well. Some of them, not so much. You know, some of the new new age rappers that are coming along, I respect the, and I appreciate. But I I respect the trap music now, but it it's not more focused on. I like lyrical content. Absolutely. Like, I'm a huge Biggie Smalls fan, sure. a Nas fan. You know, just bars, big pun that that. Nigga was cold. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I miss the and... chameleon air days. <laughs> Shout out, Shout Houston. Out Houston. <laughs> I mean, chameleon air, Bumby, all of them were like UGK, I'm... DJ Screw. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and then I moved to Missouri, and it's Nellyville here. <laughs> like for real. <laughs> Talking about underle underle my mama. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. everywhere. It's okay. Is he st- is he still making music? I hope not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the first time was so Yeah, good. he did well the first time. Uh I don't know. I have not heard anything from him since he did Just a Dream in two thousand ten. Perhaps there was something more. Um, he well, no, he did a couple of them. Um, but I want to say the last ones that I heard of were 2010. That's been you know who's coming out with a new album that I'm really hyped for. Who that nigga named Ludacris? Luda, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I've always loved Ludacris, so he's coming out with a new album. It's gonna be dope. I hope. Yeah. I would not get your hopes up. That's my biggest downfall is always getting my fucking hopes up whenever. Well, I got my hopes up with Lil Wayne too. Um, but he he didn't disappoint, I don't think, personally. 
Um, he was so he couldn't ever release a caught a five. You know, he he had to he had to get his dues right. Look, the dudes. Mm-hmm. He's been Lil Wayne's been around since he was eleven years old. I know, I know. <laughs> like his his life story is so fucking crazy too. Like. He became a daddy at a really young age. Um, he ran. He actually ran the streets. I mean, but he was always so fucking smart. I mean, yeah, smart yeah. enough. You listen to some of the raps at like eleven or ten years old, and you're like, God, this is way better than any other rapper now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, uh, it's really inspirational. Like as a rapper, I think it's really inspirational to know that people who grew up you know down down and made their way up the way he did now he had hiccups for sure oh yeah he he fell off a couple times i'm mm-hmm. gonna say as far as he made that his uh, don't he made ahead. that one uh rock song that was probably bad call for him oh what the fuck was prom queen I don't know though, because that actually that album went platinum. Well, no, the album in general, the song. Oh, it was terrible (laughs) to me, but it went platinum. I can't deny it. it. Did it go platinum? (laughs) Good shit, man. Well, you're allowed to have a few bad songs. Even Eminem, he had that whole um, that whole album like kind of fucking stuff. Oh, Marshall Mathers LP two was terrible. Oh, he had a few albums that probably weren't ideal. He had what? he had that album that he came out with just a couple years ago that was like, are you sure that you want to do this right now? Kamikaze? Mm-mm. Nope. It was. No. Revival. Revival. It was bad. I actually liked Revival, though. Like, a lot of people give a shit, but I like it. Be. All right. I support you. Hello. <laughs> I support you. <laughs> All right. Uh, I will say, wasn't a big fucking fan. Will always stand Eminem. I love Eminem. I love unapologetic rappers. Uh, they're my favorite because I'm such a controversial human being, and I say whatever the fuck I want. Um, I really appreciate Eminem, but that doesn't mean that revival album was, was good, good to, to you. me. Now the <laughs> album he came out with directly after that shit was lit. Dude, Kamikaze is a great album because he came out of that out of nowhere. And the new one, too, it's not bad. But if you go listen to, like, his early, early shit, and, yeah, I know rappers are going to evolve with, you know, music. But his early stuff was so brutal. (laughs) (laughs) It was so – especially for a white guy, you know? So controversial. I mean, um, he – he did his damn thing. Whenever he made uh, D12 too, that shit was lit as fuck. But it was oh, also crazy dude. shit. We have uh, people talking about, you know, their grandmas jacking them off in D12 and shit. Like in their songs and shit. Uh, I love it. I love that whole D12 album you came out with. Yes. Uh, that, was, that was amazing. Oh my god, it was so good. Eminem's good as fuck. I, he's... He's just good. I love rappers who don't give a fuck. You know? Shout out to Dr. Dre for, like, making him be confident. Yeah, shout out to Dr. Dre for... Everything. 
discovering him. Yeah. For everything. He did a lot. Like, even Dr. Dre. I love Dr. Dre's early Fucking albums. love. I love Dr. Dre everything. I love, um, I love N.W.A. I mean, but at the same time, I, I feel like we can all agree, like, with N.W.A., Easy e like, he had the money, not the raps. You know what I mean? Like, rest in peace, Easy e But, what- <laughs> but he did have the money, but his flow was impeccable. He had a, he had a really great flow. Okay. Um, yeah. But them lyrics that he had were not 100%. Uh, we kick so much, but we kick ass. Easy E. What you doing, bro? You know, I've heard he had a couple of ghostwriters before, too. Oh, Ice Cube? <laughs> I see for all of his shit. I think I think he had like he spit a couple of his own words, and I see was like, "Why don't you just let me do it? <laughs> let me let me uh, let me slide into this I'm real quick and write for you." Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure he had. I'm sure he had a few, but I know Ice Cube wrote wrote a lot of all of NWA stuff uh, from the beginning. Right. But that doesn't excuse the beef he got towards like. Oh, dude, when he made that song Vaseline <laughs> against him. I listen to that <laughs> shit all the time him. still. Yeah, me too. Like, it just takes you back to my childhood. Uh-huh. So, I'm going to be ashamed to say this, but you know who I've been getting into lately? Who? Early Destiny's Child. Um, yeah. Yo, I've been into him. Like, early Beyonce and Destiny's Child was... Lit as fuck, man. Name one that's not a banger. Name one that's not a banger. Like, I love Destiny's Child. I've always been a really big Beyonce fan. Queen B is everything. Um, and of course, Destiny's Child, like Destiny, you know, growing up, a little narcissism took over, and I was like, it's my favorite band. <laughs> my favorite group. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Shut, shut up, Destiny's Child. And. <laughs> Salt and Pepper, they're my Fuck bands yeah. too. Salt and Pepper was good, good shit. Um, you know, one of the you made a post on Facebook not too long ago that made me kind of relive. Well, I listen to No Diggity all the fucking time. I don't care, but that was actually the song. <laughs> I remember being super, super fucking young, about to get into um, yeah, some hood rat shit. Yeah, right before hood. No. Nah, no, it was definitely before a hood rat shit, and I just accidentally stumbled across uh, No Diggity, and I heard my very first female rapper. Really? In no, yeah, in No Diggity, and I thought, damn, me too. I want to do that shit. <laughs> no like, Diggity, no. Yeah, No Diggity, no fucking doubt. <laughs> Shout out Gwen Stefani as well, No Doubt's a great-ass band. Is it? Yes. <laughs> Their first album was fucking awesome. <laughs> I um I don't I I listen to I mean I'm a mom so like I listen to gangster rap right and that type shit. I listen to a lot of new um female rappers and stuff like that. But my like my playlist is everywhere because it's like Same. one moment <laughs> yeah one moment we're listening to Let It Go from Frozen. The next time that we're listening to <laughs> Fuck the Police by NWA, you know, um, and then like going on to show tunes and shakes. My kids be really into show tunes. 
which is unfortunate. Um, what is show? T- so you know, like, like from musicals. Oh, yeah. Like Hamilton. Hamilton's a good fucking album. Um, yeah, like Hamilton. Um, their their aunt Sydney got them on um, the Book of Mormon. Uh, my son loves Ray Parker and Matt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, they listen, you know, and they list, they've never watched it, but my son is super obsessed with like, so he's autistic, right? And one of the things with autism is they develop like um, obsessions real quickly to certain things. So like when we go through a phase, we go through a phase hard as fuck. And um, because of my job and just my lifestyle in general being like Halloween, Ollivander knows like every single scary movie character ever. And so he's yeah, Ooh. I'll I'll have my friends in my car and we'll be like listening to my like most played songs or whatever, my liked music or whatever. And then the like Michael Myers Halloween theme song comes on and I'm like, I can't explain. <laughs> oh, by John Carpenter. <laughs> yeah, by John yeah. Carpenter and Ollivander every single time. See, I know it. So shout out to Alexa, who'll be like, Alexa play Halloween theme by John Carpenter and I like honestly am proud as fuck but often have to tell people like I swear he's never watched a single movie I'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) how old is he now? so he'll be four in September (laughs) (laughs) he's already he's already like dude absolutely he's he's super he's obsessed man he's super interested in all of that shit he loves pennywise he if we can't even walk by a fucking sewer grate without him like getting down there going pennywise he's never fucking seen a single movie i would not do that um i haven't either so (laughs) i don't know anything about (laughs) are you are you scared of clowns no i just scary movies make me laugh a lot so i'm not not really into scary movies like that's fair i personally except for like there's one movie that scares the fuck out of me and i'm not even like religious or anything like that but the exorcist always scared the living fuck out of me ever since i was little never hurt nobody (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why but something about that movie just just dragged me away from it i guess it's because one time it was me and zach brown in my room (laughs) And uh, it was probably about midnight, I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. And my sister well, like, wanted to play a prank on us. And she went outside my room with the TV, plugged into like a long ass extension cord and played like parts of that movie. And it just it scared the <laughs> fuck out of me ever since. <laughs> I love that. That's such a good thing. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, do you know Ashley Newman? Yeah. He- Okay, so she's my cousin. Um, So her and Sydney, so I was always the baby, right? And so her and Sydney used to do that type shit with me. Um, But to dumb shit, like, one time there was a big storm and we were all at Sydney's house. And I was probably about five. I was like five. And we're watching, um, I want to say it was, it was either Wizard of Oz or Alice in Wonderland. I swear it's Alice in Wonderland. Sydney swears it was Wizard of Oz. But (laughs) <laughs> they like all the lights went out right and they convinced me that the person and the Alice it was definitely Alice in Wonderland that the person in Alice in Wonderland had gotten out of the TV had turned all of the lights off and was going to kill us or oldest to youngest so that means I was going to have to watch and die and shit 
the I was fucking five years old. I will never watch Alice in Wonderland <laughs> ever again. <laughs> really? Absolutely, it was terrifying. <laughs> yeah. And Sydney and I, we grew up, we grew up watching scary movies on like young, young, right? So scary movies never. That's where you got your affection for like Halloween and shit was at a young age like so, that? I mean, I feel like everybody in Jacksboro who knew me, I was always, I was always a little, you know, Halloween, creepy crawly type girl. And I think a lot of it did have to do with, um, I didn't have any rules as a kid. I could watch whatever the fuck I wanted. And um, a lot of a right. lot of my friends who would come over weren't allowed to, they're like, oh no, we can't watch it. It's a scary movie. I'm they couldn't watch even it. watch like Harry Potter. He'd be like, bitch. I can, <laughs> listen, that was actually, I was not allowed to watch Harry Potter. That was like one of the only rules I ever had was I couldn't watch Harry Potter. Now my son's name's Ollivander. <laughs> you know? So I'm assuming as an adult, you're like, I'm going to watch this shit. You know what? Actually, so the Harry Potter series, I didn't even watch Harry Potter until I met uh, my kid's dad. And um, he finally talked me into it because I kept telling him, you know, like, I just feel like if I go to watch it, daddy's going to call me and he's going to be like, what the fuck are you doing right now? And I can't lie to him. And I have to tell him I'm breaking <laughs> your one rule. <laughs> you know, and, and he brought it up. Something about the Order of Phoenix. <laughs> it was like, it was like the witchcraft shit. Like for some reason, like I could watch any fucking anything I wanted. I ran the streets as a little fucking kid, but God forbid I watch anything involving witchcraft. God Oh, Lord. Absolutely not. So, um, my, the church that I went to convinced um, them that, like, it was making kids, like, kill their parents and shit. Like, it was crazy shit. Shout out. Like, Mendez Brothers type shit? Really cra- mm-hmm. Yeah, Shout out to all Baptist churches. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, were you a part, like, of, like, the, um, like, the, the people speaking in tongues and stuff? I was fucking not. Are you kidding me? Whenever I was a young, young child, I had to. Well, so for a really long time, I was um, I was in a home where um, it was very Pentecostal Mormon type. So I would actually experience a lot of different uh, versions of Christianity, uh, which is why I'm Wiccan now. Um, so <laughs> so I I was in a um, I went to a Mormon church. Um, like those are the type of people like I was told whenever I was little as fuck that I was going to hell because I cut my own bangs and shit. If you cut your hair, you're going to hell, you know, type shit. Damn. Um, Joseph Smith was on some shit back then. Yeah, huh? it was some crazy shit. Um, and then, yeah, I went to I went to a couple of Baptist church and then um, that one in Jacksboro, actually, like the big, big Baptist church. I went to that one. That one the one right by my old house. Right by. Yeah. Right by your house. Yeah. I went to that one for a little bit. Um it really wasn't bad. I was kind of, I just kind of went, you know, for like the Wednesday shit. Hey, the stories are fucking cool as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not against religion or anything like that, you know, oh, um, but uh, I support, I support all religions. Uh, my only thing, right. my only thing is that gets me a little iffy. I have, I'm a really strict mom. I'm really strict on a lot of things. And one of my biggest things that I'm really strict on is uh, I don't want my kids to go to church because they're really young. And I feel like church is just not a place for kids. You know, I mean, the last thing that I want is for my kid to think that if he lies, he's going to burn in a 
you know, hotel in for the rest of eternity. Like I would hate that. So I, I, I'm all about religion. I just think that for our youth, it's really important to like teach them first that there are lots of other religions before throwing them into church, you know, uh, church is terrifying. Right. And all religions are, you know, they, they just basically just be a good person. Well, you know? right. And there's a reason why most religions all follow the same path. You know, I think one day somebody was like, Oh, shit's fucked up. We need some rules. They made some rules. And then people were like, well, I don't like those rules. I want to tweak them. So they went over to a different sign, tweaked them, you know, shit like that. Like, I think, right. I think all in all, the inevitability that um, humans are going to eventually die became relevant. They started thinking about it. And then they were like, how about we come up with a happy thing that happens when we die? You know, so religion is actually a really good thing because it really helps people feel comfortable at the same time. Right. We got to be careful about what we're teaching our kids when it comes to religion yeah it's it's definitely like so say there is a god and i'm not saying there's not are you saying you don't believe there's a god are you saying you hate god no not at all <laughs> I'm, just <playing. laughs> I'm just saying but if, if you're say you're an atheist okay right and you don't believe in a god sure. are you yeah, say you're an atheist, right? And there is a God, mm-hmm. and you die all of a sudden, you're fucked, I feel like. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but, if there is a God, don't you think that he be knowing that you're pretty all right? I mean, as long as you're not an atheist who's, like, going out and slaughtering people because of the color of their skin or because of their religion and shit like that, I feel like yeah, I feel like if there was a God, he'd be like, yeah, chill, come on. Welcome to You're my right. crib. For you. <laughs> it's an episode of MTV Cribs. Yeah, it's just Cribs. It's just God just in his sandals. And he's like, check out my fridge, cuz. This is where the magic happens. It's everywhere. It's just all holy water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I swear. I think everybody's pretty chill. If you're wrong, I think that's okay. I mean, you're never going to know what actually happened one of my one of my favorite movies ever uh, it's not very popular opinion but john dies at the end and in it there's a great great quote where is he, that the title of the movie yeah john dies at the end yeah spoiler alert <laughs> he dies in the middle <laughs> oh you motherfuckers <laughs> oh but you don't know till the end um so well, thanks. <laughs> you should watch it it's a oh it's so good it's really is hard. it on netflix uh, once upon a time, if it's anywhere, it's free as fuck because that movie had like. <laughs> oh, it's a B movie. Yeah, it's a, it's one of those B movies. It's one, okay, it's one of my favorite. I mean, my all time favorite is obviously Breakfast Club, but John dies at the end really makes its way up because just of like, I mean, it's about this drug called soy sauce. Whenever you take it, you see the like into like all the other dimensions and shit, and you like you become clairvoyant. Called soy sauce. Soy sauce is the drug, yes. Not to be, be confused funny if it was like the, the Szechuan sauce <laughs> from McDonald's. I want that fucking Szechuan sauce. That's really good. And in <laughs> it, he says something that has literally stuck with me for years and years and years. I think about it all the time. It's actually pretty fucking cool. One day you're going to die. That's fucking inevitable. When you die, you're either going to be uh, like absolute nothing, complete no existence, or you're going to be in something even more stranger. Who the fuck cares? 
you know, like that's where you just gotta gotta live your life, man. And uh, that's right. dope as fuck. I love that shit. Like, like when I was over in Sweden, they um, you went to Sweden? They believe, yeah, I went. I went all over Europe. Good shit, bro. For it was dope. Um, but they believe that when you die, everything just goes pretty much black and nothing happens. A lot of them do. Yeah, that's pretty logical. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, that makes fucking sense to me, man. <laughs> Have you ever traveled out the country? Uh, I can't. I, I cannot. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just Damn. I just got to vote for my very first time um just a couple months ago. So no, I cannot travel outside of the country. Shout out Jack's Pro Police Department. Shout, shout out <laughs> <laughs> You know what, but I'm working on that shit. A lot of things uh a lot of things are gonna get a sponge because it's been a been a hot minute and I've been a very good girl, been a great member of my my society so you know once i became a mom i dropped that thug shit so right but, but no i never the thug life never leaves you, you leave <laughs> thug life. i mean essentially i closed my eyes and moved 12 hours away from the only thing i've ever known so that was a travel i mean i moved from jacksboro to missouri a place i didn't even know was a state until i moved here you know you, you never knew missouri was a state is no <laughs> I, mean, I mean obviously you did right Let's i mean it's okay. not that great of a thing, but nothing <laughs> okay so sure i knew missouri was a place but it's not like one of those places that i knew like it's almost like a fairy tale because you never heard anything from missouri right? except for nelly except for nelly you know but at the same time i didn't get like you know, whenever you're from Texas, you kind of don't fucking care about anything else. I mean, Texas is literally the only place, like, it's one of the only places that has some dumb shit like Texas history. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like when you're from Texas, that's kind of all you really, you know. It's just own country. Let's be real. Yeah, <laughs> Texas country. is the greatest place to be. Um, it is. Personally. But, uh I moved here. That was a travel. That was travel as fuck. I was 17 years old and I moved here blindly. Just on a limb? Yeah. Well, I met, I had met my what? biological father for the first time and I moved here um, to meet him and then um, ended up like raising all of his kids for a while. So. So you had the mom before you became a mom. I've been a mom. I bet they prepared you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, I've always been a mother to like my friend groups like I was always the mom of my friend groups I always checked on everybody made sure everybody was chill um I took care of everybody so I've always been a mom so whenever it came to raising my siblings that I had just met I felt like I I just jumped into it so naturally um and it made me realize that one day I will be a mom so um, then I met Jordan pretty shortly after, and um, three months later, <laughs> we found out about Ollivander. <laughs> the, the two lines showed up on that test, and you was like, well. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it's going to be sooner than I thought. <laughs> yeah. 
being a mom's great but like i was saying with max's situation where he was talking about how uh he feels like being a parent makes him a middle-aged man i also feel like a middle-aged man a middle-aged man or a woman no a middle-aged man really <laughs> i'm always grumpy so you're already like get off my lawn you stupid kid yeah get the fuck <laughs> off my lawn <laughs> yeah Always bitching, always in the garage, <laughs> smoking my cigarettes. <laughs> she still smokes cigarettes. I'm trying really hard to stop. One of uh, my friend just found out she's pregnant, and we spent a lot of time together. So, I mean, I stopped smoking cigarettes through my kids' entire pregnancies, and like every single time, I just got right back into it. But what made you start again? My kids. Just like the routine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My kids, (laughs) they drive me fucking nuts. I smoke so I don't kill nobody. No, I'm trying (laughs) really, really hard to uh, stop smoking for my friend uh, because, like, we're disgustingly pack-a-day smokers, Um, which is, I mean, so fucking disgusting. Like, smoking cigarettes is so fucking nasty. Um, So I got that, like, really cool thing that all these new kids are doing, the vape. Oh, the, as Max calls it, the douche flute. The douche flute. I heard that. I was like, man, fuck you. I'm doing my best. <laughs> and you know what? Trying out these waves. That shit's, I don't care. You you can, like, say it's douchey as fuck. That shit's hard. Uh, vaping's hard. Like, I took, whenever I was talking on the phone with you yesterday, I was, like, hitting it and coughing, dying. You, like I know. I thought you was taking a hit of weed, and I was like, are you smoking weed? <laughs> are you smoking weed right now? No. It's a fucking vape. I can't, I can't fucking handle it. Like, I started, I started smoking Juul, and then... Um, <laughs> Naturally. Yeah, as one does. Like progress, huh? I stopped you bought the mod. I bought the whole startup kit <laughs> Max was talking about. <laughs> I bought the entire fucking startup kit. It was like, I'm going to do it. And you know what? I stopped smoking cigarettes. Um, I got back from Texas uh, whenever I went to visit back in December. I had gotten back and literally stopped smoking cigarettes um, all of De- uh, from so the mid of December all the way to February. Then I started smoking cigarettes again. That first cigarette, though, did it hit you different? Like, you get like that head buzz for sure. Where it's like that first time you ever smoked a cigarette. I know you never smoked cigarettes, did you? I I mean, obviously I've smoked a couple of them, but I never like got into smoking cigarettes. But yeah, I know what you mean about that head rush. Yeah, it's it's fucking wild. Yeah, and I thought, I mean, it really felt like the first time I'd ever smoked a cigarette. That's good shit whenever I was like 12. (laughs) this new world? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) a brand new world. (laughs) Right, it felt like Christopher Columbus all over again. Start raping and pillaging everybody. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, yeah. What's your uh, What's your brand of choice? Camel Crush. Oh, he's still on the high school shit. <laughs> oh, hey, fuck you, man! This shit fire. I'm kidding. <laughs> so they, so I, my very first cigarette that I ever smoked was the um, was the like Marlboro Red 100s. Oh, you went hard. The cowboy killers. Well, I had to sell them for my. You dad. went. You went straight to the fucking dome with those. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I the whole situation. I mean, also, you know, they know people, and they know that, you know, the house I lived in, they would rather me come get cigarettes than daddy drive there, 
drunk, <laughs> you know, even though like we live right down the road from all of us. Um, so I would just buy them. And then he always got the soft pack. So I'd open up the bottom, like the, pla- like the silicone of the bottom, like tear it open a little right. bit, take a couple of cigarettes out and then hand it to him. <laughs> You're like this is my keep now. Yeah, yeah. Basically, like when you move for people, like you keep a percentage. That's basically what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Just moving weight. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you, I do, I didn't get to talk enough about the situation uh, when I talked to you yesterday. Super interested. So, are you listening to the old Otis the Axe, or are you? Are is there new content available that maybe old girl could check out? There is new content because they redid a lot of their old songs. Oh, but my humble personal opinion is old Otis was better. Who's all in Otis the Axe now? So you have. I mean, they're sick as fuck now. I'm not going to lie. They are still sick as fuck. Okay. But you got Will. Okay. Max's uncle. OG. You got Wayne Morris still. Shout out Wayne. OG. Hey, yeah. Hi, mm-hmm. Wayne. And then you got one of my good buddies. His name's Graham. Okay. He's a guitarist. He's super dope. And then the drummer, you might know him. Shout out Brady Mayo. <gasps> Brady's the drummer? Yeah, he's super sick. Good, yeah, super oh, fucking sick. He's amazing. Brady Mayo is oh absolutely amazing, and he's an amazing drummer. But he is an amazing human being in general. Love yeah, he's now. good shit, dude. He's good, good people. Like I went to one of their practices the other day, which was in at Wayne's house, mm-hmm. dude, and they were it just. They're still good. The only <laughs> reason I like the old Otis a little bit better is some of the guitar riffs changed, and it just it. It sounds different, I guess. So Josh Murphy. I just have to get used to it. Josh Murphy, the god of guitarists, I feel like, um, was used the to be the god of guitarist. Mormon guitarist. Hmm? <laughs> the god of Mormon guitarist. <laughs> Whatever. He was fucking good. He yeah, was he's good. good. Um, um, go ahead. There is that. And then also, we had a like a pretty okay rapper and that like same time era Kyle Spear set out dead too set out Kyle Spear yes you know what like his shit was pretty lit too honestly he'd be sending me his albums and shit early and so like I get that sneak peek of him and he's he's Boy. actually really good I know he's really good I still listen to his old raps on YouTube <laughs> like I know he's, <laughs> right? I know like he's old, good I don't old give a I will gladly represent. Sometimes I'll be like, so I went, like, I didn't necessarily went, like, go to school with him, but I associated with, with Kyle a little bit. And uh, and um, here's this rap that's super cool. Um, probably one of my favorite ones is Samurai of, like, the old Samurai, shit. Samurai. 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 Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Man, that's just dope as fuck. Uh, I, that's always my go-to when I'm. My favorite one by him is Ramen Noodle. I mean, the beat like ramen. <laughs> yeah, it, it just, it, if you go to his YouTube page, it's just like a bowl of ramen noodle soup, I'm, and that's the song. Like, I hate and his how aware has... I am of that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real, his shit was fire, and I feel like it didn't get enough credit because I do still no, like that shit. Right. I mean, he still makes albums and stuff, but it's more. 
it's not as hard as it used to be. I don't know how to explain it. Well, so I listened to when I was uh, I was there uh, not too long ago, and he like I was telling him, yeah, I want a CD. Fucking give me a CD. I'm about that shit. And um, and I listened to it, and it it was pretty good. This has been like a couple years, maybe maybe it was two years ago. Uh, the Jacqueline CD. Mm-hmm. I think so. That was really dope. Yeah, I, I like that one a lot, actually. I was jamming that in Houston, just showing my Houston niggas all the... Um, <laughs> it was really good. Uh, and then he came out with, like, two that were pretty recent, uh, but one of them was the, like, um, Kyle, uh, Stylo Ren. It was Stylo Ren. Uh, okay, yeah. But I don't think I heard that one. I want to say that's been years ago. Um, I support the people who did the shit I wanted to do but just never had the balls to do, you know? You think you could rap? Like Oh, do I think literally? I do be I I can rap. I am Doobie, a rapper. I, I am the rap goddess. <laughs> <laughs> I look at a lot of people who are out and about and I'm like, man, if I would have, who knows? Because I do sometimes be on that bus to rhyme shit. I was blessed with like being able to talk really, really, really fast. So oh, really? Yeah. And See, I can flow. I can flow. And sometimes I'll, I'll like, I'll catch myself in a rhyme, but I don't like writing shit down. Is this the beginning so. of a collaboration? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to collab with 2021. <laughs> yeah. I, I get shocked sometimes at some of the people that like I meet and they're like, oh, you're like, you're good. Check out my shit. And they're fly as fuck. I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Some people just blow me the fuck away because you look at it, you look at a motherfucker and you think, you know, you never once would I be like, oh, that like this country ass kid is a rapper, (laughs) but he is. (laughs) (laughs) Got his overalls on. Yeah. Just overalls and he's rapping with a fucking (laughs) one of them straws in his mouth, like the straw of hay. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's good shit. We also got some terrible rappers in our hometown. I'm not going to mention any names, but I think you know who you are. <laughs> can you, can you like text me the name so I know who it is? <laughs> you know who it is. <laughs> Shout out new money. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, man, probably, yeah. <laughs> he's not that good. Let's be real. Uh, he's probably not listening he's, to he's, he's cool as fuck, but <laughs> hey, pick a new career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't quit. Oh, that's good shit. Yeah, one day. One day I'll I'll work on that rap shit, but like probably not. <laughs> no, we don't want to become new SoundCloud rappers. <laughs> <laughs> that's my biggest fucking fear, man. Because like oh, I want to so bad, but like I'll steady just stay on SoundCloud. I don't want to be SoundCloud rapper. I already have <laughs> I do have I do have a shirt that says SoundCloud rapper. It was a gift. Do you really? <laughs> yeah, it was a gift. I'd yeah. be wearing that shit all the time. <laughs> I do. I'm the queen of graphic tees. I love graphic tees that just say like the two like the penny tees, like the two random fucking words and shit. I love that shit. Really? You picked up any new ones lately? What you got? Um, I don't really so with the COVID situation, it's been a hot minute because like I work I work for Spencer's LLC, so I'd be steady stacking up them graphic tees. But, um, oh, yeah, you get all the good shit. Yeah. And I get all the shit that they put out on shelves for like one day. And then, like, there's like uh, some type of like 
we'll have some shit. So we have this one thing, this shirt that came out, dopest fucking shirt I've ever saw in my life. And it was The Last Supper, but it was all um, like horror movie characters instead of, you know, Jesus and his disciple. <laughs> <laughs> I caught that shit who's, quick as Who's Judas as, in that one? <laughs> yeah, as soon as it can. And I'm glad I did because two days later they were like, you got to take it down. We got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> we, we fucked up, guys. Oops. We fucked up. They do that a lot. That's okay, though. That's, that's a great shirt, I feel like, though. Shout out to Last Supper. Shout out, I'm going to eat that pussy like the Last Supper, Lil Wayne. Like <laughs> Shout out Jesus and his disciples. <laughs> Fuck that one traitor, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mary. What? Was it Mary? <laughs> no, it was Judas. Oh, Judas wasn't much. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that was clever. That was good shit. Why did I think I immediately was like, that bitch, Mary? <laughs> Not the one oh, who gave birth. On <laughs> Not the one who gave birth to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, but the Magdalene <laughs> You should have stayed in the one. kitchen, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm really tired of talking about, like, the COVID and all this protest and rioting. And it, it's it's too much, man. It's I'm so very tired much. of going through it. Like, not the COVID situation. I mean, we're all tired of the fucking COVID situation. But I'm sure that black people are tired of having to protest the rights, you know? I, Fuck I, yeah. I get it. I get it. It's so hard. We Well, I mean, we say we get it, but in all Oh, honesty, we'll never we fucking get it. We'll <laughs> are you kidding? Have you ever been racially profiled by a police officer? No. No, I've had no. my run-in with bad fucking cops. Of course. 24-7, especially in Jacksboro fucking Texas. Like, um, I got... Shout out, McGee. Hey, fuck you. You, Oh, you want to know something really cool about McGee? He was a cheerleader whenever he was in high school. Really? Yeah, because I went to Perrin, and he's on the wall. And he was a male male cheerleader in Perrin. Yeah, good shit. His daughter's cool as fuck. I was in school with her. But McGee, McGee did his best. He was just kind of a dick. Um... He wasn't my constant, like, run-into problem. The one that was my constant mm-hmm. run-into problem was the one that uh, was fired for, like, false documenting statements on... Oh, that who, yeah, that's who gave me a ticket one time, too, because allegedly I was driving my dad's S10 because I had gotten my... Okay, so I had got my Mustang stuck in, like, the mud at Shea Baker's house uh-huh. for a week, and, like, we couldn't get it out because I lost the key to it that night. And so... <laughs> My dad, like, gave me a truck to drive for a little bit, and it was an S10, five-speed standard, like a 99 model. Yeah. And we were coming down, like, towards Dairy Queen and stuff, and Max Parker, shout out Max, he was in, like, Max backpack. <laughs> he was in the backpack of the bed, and I wanted to, like, see if I could make him, like, jump up, like, with a, with a curb. So, like, I put this, I dropped this thing in, like, second gear and fucking floor it, right? <laughs> and, you know, you know the bump on, um, on Live Oak? That was it. <gasps> you you know not. that big, that big dip on Live Oak? Yes. So, I fucking haul ass <laughs> and hit the bump and Max goes flying up in the air. Yes, good shit. And then that cop pulled me over and gave me a ticket for exhibition of acceleration. <laughs> But then it got dropped because he, like, I guess apparently tried setting his car on fire and claiming the insurance on it. <laughs> so that got is that was, what happened? Yeah. 
that is that is exactly what happened. Um, that cop was garbage. Uh, he he actually got busted. Um, I got into a lot of fucking trouble my freshman year of high school, um, and a lot of it just didn't make any sense to me because I was being charged with a lot of things that I didn't do. And um, a lot of the, like, statements were typed up instead of handwritten, and he claimed that they were um, illegible. So one of the people who made the, uh, who, like, made one of the uh, police reports or whatever was a minor. And I went and immediately talked to his mom, Kendra Thorne, uh, is my friend Chris, and was like, yo, what the fuck? Um, and she got pissed. So she goes up to the police station, and she's like, when did you take my minor fucking son here without my consent? and file a police report or like you know for a statement a right statement and um, they did a little bit of investigation and d- dug into some research to find out that he was actually typing the statements that there were no actual statements uh, because when we talked to him it was like they just asked us what happened they didn't like write down anything um that they were typing it up and it was all false fucking information not all of it i mean the drugs were there but but luckily, <laughs> luckily, uh, because of that situation, I got off Scott fucking free. Like, I, I got off free as fuck for that shit because I was going to get in a lot of fucking trouble. Um, so that's good shit. And I had already, I was just getting it's out of trouble. That's Chris Horn for being Harriet Tubman right there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a lifesaver. I learned a lot from that. Um but my very that was like my very first encounter well the cops the cops in jacksboro they fucking didn't give me a chance because of my brother my brother josh you know Uh, he caused hella problems growing up so i got like looked upon but i mean that doesn't delete the fact that i was also on a little um, (laughs) yeah because i was uh, so my senior year i we was at the, um, like, a field day. I forget what they call it. Tiger Challenge. Oh, Tiger Challenge. Yeah. Yeah, we were doing we were doing Tiger Challenge my senior year. And we had just gone, gone through prom and all that. Well, I'm doing, like, uh, like t- I was getting in line for the tug of war. And all of a sudden, two cops come up. And they start questioning me about uh, popping the balloon at, like, the car wash, the big balloon. And I'm like, no, nigga, I was at prom. Yeah. I was not there at all. And they're like, oh, we saw your Mustang, right? Turns out it wasn't even a Mustang. It was DeSoto's BMW. How do you confuse? They must not have been, like, car people, I guess. (laughs) Uh, I guess not. But, yeah, so they, like, really wanted to blame it on me. And I was like, dude, I didn't do this shit. (laughs) I was at prom. DeSoto's causing problems to everybody since 2008. (laughs) <laughs> they, they they were fun as fuck though. I love the sodas. Yeah, they were good people. I mean, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say. Good people, yeah, well, I were. I immediately retract my statement. <laughs> well, you know, they were, they were funny people. Let's just say that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I remember. I think it was your class. Um, because uh, you were just a couple years ahead of me. I graduated with the class above me, but um. I want to say. What year did you actually graduate? Uh, when did I graduate? Graduate? When was I supposed to graduate? When did you graduate? Like what year? 2013. Okay, I graduated in 2011. So. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure um, I didn't stay in school. So I dropped out my sophomore year 
for a little bit. Uh, and then but my freshman year, I want to say that's when it was. There was like a big, uh, was it a food fight in the cafeteria? Yes, I was right there, right beside it when it happened. Okay, so here's the deets on that. Spill the tea. <laughs> I'm going to have some of this Boston tea right now. (laughs) Uh, So we're all sitting at lunch. It's me, Zach Pruitt. I know. Yeah. Zach Rosenton, Dalton Massey. And well, okay. Pruitt was actually an ISS. So he wasn't like there that day. He had to be like walked in during lunch because ISS was at a different building. So he had to like be walked in during lunch, grab his food and go back to ISS. That didn't happen that day. <laughs> Not with him, no. I didn't expect. Zach Pruitt, he was, he was a little mad that day. And so he picks, I think it was Nacho Day. And the nachos at Jasper High School are messy as fuck. He grabs his it's nachos. So good, though. <laughs> right? And he, he stares right at Dalton Massey and he goes, food fight. And he just chunks his tray uh, right at Dalton Massey. A dream. <laughs> and then a riot ensued. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that. That was awesome. Yeah, my lunch got delayed because of it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was pissed. There's one thing they don't fuck with and that's my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I was... I'll never forget that day because I was sitting right across from Dalton and I just see a fucking tray of nachos. <laughs> Did that? This cheese and meat just being flung at Dalton Massey. And that escalated to an actual food fight that I'm so frustrated <laughs> I wasn't a part of. I'm so frustrated. Just, they also had like, uh, I guess it was their version of chicken fried steak that day too and mashed potatoes. <laughs> and so mashed potatoes were just being flung out of spoons and shit. It was... It was pretty great. I love that shit. That was good shit. You had a lot of really good people in your class. Well, you had a lot of really fun people in your class. <laughs> we had like we had like seven Zacks, so yeah, we absolutely. all just called each other by last name. And is that is that how Dupy got started? I know your name's Dupuy, but that sounds like a little kid trying to say Dupree, like Debris, you know, Dupuy. Well, no, actually, it was. How Doopy got started was seventh grade. Shout out Mr. Moncrease, our old principal. <laughs> he was like calling names over like the PA and he said Doopy and it just stuck. I love that. And but the the cool thing though is like people call my dad Doopy too. I love that. So it's like yeah. Doopy Senior and Doopy Junior. Yeah. Aww. The Doopy. They call my grandpa Doop. That's basically I call it. In my phone, your name's Dupes. Really? Yeah, Dr. Dupes. <laughs> it, it's weird being called Zach now. No one calls me that. So. Zachary. Maybe. When, yeah, when everyone. Maybe we. When anyone ever calls me Zach, it, it, it's like, what? <laughs> I think that's that's going to be it then. I'm just going to call you Zachary. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't give a fuck what you call me. Like, you call me an asshole. That's my name. <laughs> <laughs> uh similar situation like i had we had a lot of i had a lot of destinies um in my third grade class and um one of the things that they did was um you know do destiny with your like h or whatever your last name well there was two destiny h's destiny me hicks and but, then but let's be real. you spell your name different than every other destiny right yours with a z here's the story <laughs> Oh. So, okay. <laughs> so um, 
actually started in third grade because there were two Destiny H's. I was like, what am I going to do? How are you going to Destiny H and not Destiny Hammond? How are you going to know I'm me? What can I do? And she's like, we can draw a little um, like triangle or some shit. I'm like, that's fucking dumb as shit. What if I just change my S to a Z? And that's <laughs> it stuck. <laughs> oh, so yours is originally with an S. Unfortunately, yeah. But, I mean, nobody has to know that. Well, everyone is now. So. <laughs> all, all ten people listening. Hey, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Podcasting so is uh, definitely an aspiration I've always had to do podcasts. And I I really have a lot of fucking hilarious friends that I'm like, you want to... Even my group, like, I do... I play Dungeons and Dragons, you know, and... All, do you really? I'm a fucking Dungeons and Dragons. That's one thing I've never even like aspired to learn, but like, I mean, Dungeons and Dragons I, is so fucking fun. How do you play it? Like, how do you Dungeons and Dragons? It? Oh my god, it's like a RPG. Um, <laughs> but in real life, right? But in real life, yeah, you're not like on a game system. You're, I mean, it's it's a so, uh, you know, oh girl, I love to act. Acting one of my passions and shit. So you get to. You have to really put yourself in the character's shoes and you make decisions based off of what you, not what you would do, but what your character would do. And so you pick out classifications and you level up like you would in an actual video game. It's just more fun because it's real life shit. Well, not, it's not real life shit, but you know, you're playing it in real life. Um, I played Dungeons and Dragons for the very first time whenever I was 18 years old and like never stopped. I really? Hold it. on, Pina, right now. Sorry. So I drank a couple beers, and all of a sudden, I, I had to go. So, okay, is it like a card game? Mm, no, it's not a card game. It's like, no? I mean, if anything, if you could compare it to anything, that would be easier for you to understand. More like a board game. I mean, no, it's no. just... So it's not like, like Gavin. Not like... No, not like Magic the Gathering. No, I mean, but Magic the Gathering stuff is fun too. Well, because I had a friend in Houston that would like he used to play Magic the Gathering, so he had like, thousands and thousands of cards, yeah. and he didn't yeah. play anymore. But he sold them motherfuckers Hellos. for like some of the some of those cards would sell for like six hundred bucks. I'm like, holy yeah, for shit! Sure. Uh, nerds be for real about their shit. <laughs> <laughs> they go hard, and then you get a bunch of nerds, and you give us like big girl money. And, like, for the longest time, I collected fucking swords. Like, just dumb shit and dragon figurines. Like, I'm not as cool as people thought I would be. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, collecting swords is pretty cool. I had to get rid of them because now I'm a fucking mom. And, like, it's not favorable. You don't want want them Kyle Hammond. Not Kyle. Poor Kyle. I'm so happy that you're recovering. (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah, me too. I love you, Kyle. You know, I do. no main arteries <laughs> severed. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. To, I'm gonna try to get him on the podcast next next week. Or I so, would if he'll fucking adore that. And yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask him what happened. So yeah, if he, and he he'll share. He don't. Yeah, he, <laughs> no, I'm sure he won't. I mean, I kind of like tried to dig in a little bit to people surrounding, but mostly I was just making sure he's okay. So whenever. Whenever I noticed that something had happened was like via Jessica, right? And um, right. I messaged her and was like, "Hey, Kyle, chill. He cool." 
and she was super like, yeah, he's good. He's he's great now. He's home now. And I'm like, all right, cool. I knew she wasn't going to tell me anything. So. No, I got told like that night at like, oh, it was like one in the morning. Um, one of my friends, Ashley, she texted me and was like, dude, he like stabbed himself. And I was like, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, she, he might not make it. And I was like, oh, oh, fuck. Dude. So I was freaking out. And they flew him out to JPS. Yeah. And like, I was going to go there. Like, I was going to go straight there and check on him, see if my, my nigga's all right, yep. you know? And uh, my sister stopped me from going because she was like, dude, they're probably not going to let you in the hospital with all the COVID stuff. Yeah. So you might as well wait and see what happens. And so, yeah, like, I'm glad he's all right. That's one of my best friends, Kyle. 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 <laughs> His hair is so long, dude, right now. <laughs> <laughs> And he, he'll show up to, like, uh, Wayne's house with, like, overalls on with the long hair. And he looks like such a cowboy. <laughs> like on some Hank Wayne Jr. type shit. That's good shit. That's good shit. Yeah. That's funny. I always I always loved Kyle. He was so funny. Um, super chill. I, I like that he, um, I like who he has grown up to be. Because I know, you know, most of you guys, I yeah. knew when we were, like, little thugs. We were, like, um, when you were, well, I was a little thug. You weren't. You were squeaky clean. We kind of, we kind of changed Kyle a little bit. I feel like. Yeah, that's good though. That's good. We got him. We got him more outgoing because like he was always really shy, yeah. and so me and Wayne was like, "Hey, you want to come play beer pong with us one day?" And he just, we bought him a table for his birthday, and he started playing, and he just, you know became a champion. who he is today with he's an amazing person yeah. Love yeah absolutely he's great shit. i've i've noticed a lot of his comments recently on people's posts and shit i'm pretty proud of all of my like people i grew up with and shit like a lot of people are super disappointing but people like kyle um who post like that shit that you know ha- kind of has to be said especially with this like black lives matter situation like i just appreciate who he is as a human being um like, the other night, we were over at Wayne's, and um, Wayne went to bed, because, you know, he's an old man now, and uh, me and Kyle just, like, stayed outside talking till like, three in the morning, just outside by our cars. We were about to say bye, and all of a sudden, like, we haven't seen each other in years, and so he told me how he had a stalker, and all this crazy shit was oh happening, my God. And the way he told it is an amazing story. I love that, yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> so get him on, because I want to hear about this stalker, yeah. like, real bad. Oh, definitely. <laughs> He's got some great stories. Good shit. <laughs> she went crazy over him, which is cool because like, which is cool. <laughs> it is cool because like someone going crazy over Kyle. <laughs> I love that. Needed to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But do you you miss you miss not being in Texas? Every day, man, I miss Texas so fucking much, and it's not necessarily like like I miss. I miss my people like that I grew up and I knew like whenever I moved here to Missouri, um, I have I have a lot of friends here and shit like that. But, you know, these are the people that I grew up with that were my friends have been my friends since I was a little fucking kid. Nancy, Bailey, right. you know, my my whole clique, my whole crew, like we're all still pretty tight, but like not you know, it's just, it's different. Like, all my friends are having babies and shit, and I want to be there. You know, my best friend, Sydney, she just got her 
licensed to fucking be a therapist now and shit. Like, I want to be there for all of this shit. Right. Um, so I do miss it. I miss it a lot. Um, I miss my grandparents and shit, but kind of. It's definitely, it's different when you move out to, like, a bigger city or you venture out of this town. Mm-hmm. You you make new friends but it's almost like it's not the same as the people you grew up with it's not it's a different feeling yeah for sure and and i see a lot of things that happen to my friends that i just want to be there for you know and i want to be there and like will i move back to texas yeah i'm not of course yeah I'm, i'm definitely moving back to texas um but you know, it's a little bit different now because I do have kids and my kids do have family here in Missouri. But one thing that as I get older and I do start to realize is that like they also have family in Texas that they haven't. Like my son, he, um, you know, he gets to see my family, which I mean, and I don't have a whole lot of family, but like he gets to see my family once a year. I go to Texas once a year and that kind of sucks. So right. I think um, I think that it's inevitable and I will move back to Texas. I just think that it's not going to be sooner. It's not going to be as soon as I want it to be. I would love to move to Texas right now, you know? Right. But you, you got off, you got your whole life in Missouri right now. You can't just up and change. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. I would, I would really like to move back to Texas before my kids start school. Oh and yeah. So there's that, um, which my son turns, Four this year, so that's next year. We got about a year yeah. left. Let's say, <laughs> yeah. So, um, definitely, we'll be moving back to Texas, and and also some great great news. My aunt and her wife, they're gonna be having a baby, and I'm pretty excited about that. So it's like, well, now I gotta move back because I love babies. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first baby that's in my family besides my kids so like i'm on my way <laughs> i'm coming to see mm-hmm. this give me that baby now they live in fort worth like jacksburg fort worth, fort worth. yeah so my... I, w- I wouldn't want to go there right now <laughs> it's, <laughs> well it's, it's pretty vile my grandpa's a cop in fort worth too so that's that's another thing oh. that like kind of makes me feel more like more um moved towards being there because then I would have somebody to look up to in my journey of becoming, you know, a police officer. So, so when do you, when do you actually, you told me this yesterday, you're going to start trying to go to the police academy. When, how does that all so work? I, like, um, I have a virtual meeting that I've already set up. I haven't really told anybody about it uh, because this is kind of like something I, that's really been heavy on me um, that I've wanted to do. I feel I feel super called to do it, which I, uh, it's controversial, but I hate the police. <laughs> so to be a part of, <laughs> so, so let's become one. So for me, it's more of, I, I hate them for a reason. And if I'm not going to do anything about it, can I really bitch about it? You know? So no. my, no. <laughs> My inspiration to become a police officer really comes from, like, my grandpa being a Japanese police officer. Um, Your grandpa's Japanese? Yeah, he's Japanese. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
He's not my biological grandpa. <laughs> well, no, but, still. but yeah, he's Japanese, so he's a you know he's obviously the minority in his police department. Uh, not a whole lot of Japanese cops in Fort Worth. There's one. It's my grandpa. <laughs> there's there's not a whole lot of Japanese cops anywhere. I don't yeah. feel like there's one. It's my grandpa. <laughs> no, he's like the lone Japanese like cop. Yeah, um, he's super cool. Uh, and he really. I, I really thought about it for a really, uh, like a long, long time of like, what can I do for my community to get back to them? And I think um, one of my biggest problems just in general with our justice system, because I've gone through a lot of shit um, from like my mom's murder being like unsolved and shit and um, like how much I feel like the justice system really fucked uh, my mom over on the sentencing of the man who killed her. Shit like that. Like, what am I... But yeah, so let me let me ask you this: They they you know who did it, but they never sentenced him. So here's the thing: so a okay short short story. Uh, my mother, she was part of a gang, and um, she knew things. So and then my grandfather, my biological grandfather, he was the a bounty hunter in Fort Worth, but he was one of those people that was a bad people. He worked with the streets. For the wrong reasons. Um, oh. And so, and that was like, that's not like my Japanese beloved grandfather, Ron Paul. Um, that's my. His name's Ron Paul? His name's Ron, but I call him Ron Paul. Instead of Grandpa, you know, Ron oh, Paul. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> shout out Ron Paul. Shout out Grandpa Ron Paul. <laughs> um, but also. Oh, so it was like P A W Paul. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, so my. My mom, uh, she knew some, I, from everything that I've pieced together from talking to people who were there um, when my mom was killed, um, there was something that happened between my mom and my grandpa, her father, where she found out something that he didn't want her to know. So he hired somebody to kill her. And, um, which is crazy because that's his daughter. That's fucking crazy. Holy shit. Shit. No, my mom's story is like needs to be told for sure for sure. I've, I've never heard this. Uh, I mean, yeah. So I didn't necessarily know until I was able to um, figure things out. So I, I, as an adult, I grew up, or I met my dad, and I got a little bit of information from him. And my my grandpa, grandpa, he actually was a cop on the case, so I got a lot of really great information from him. Um, where there was a lot of. Uh, communication between him and Scott Rhodes, who is the man who actually shot my mom, um, where they knew he claimed to have not even known him, but yet there was calls in between the two of them, uh, like months prior. So, and this was before cell phones, right? Yeah, exactly. There you go. Okay. I mean, we still had like they still had like those big ass car phones. You know what I'm saying? Right, but still, it's before like the newer age of phones where information of who called who is so much more easier to yeah, find. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one day all of that shit kind of just went away. And my grandfather, um, he, Roger. So Roger, he, uh, he had a lot of say. Um, he had a lot of dirt on the police department in general and they have no doubt uh, that he probably made those go away himself. So it is morning of this happened like probably in between they they had like a, a weekend vendor right and this was in between that happening 
um, there was a loud, it was a gunshot, right? But these are like the projects. Mm-hmm. So in the projects, you right. hear gunshots all the time. You hear gunshots all the yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. Um, surprisingly, no neighbors heard the gunshots. Um, and there were people, me included, that were in that were in the um, the apartment, and nobody heard gunshots. So I've there was my grandfather Scott Rhodes, um, my aunt, and then my grandfather uh, Roger, his girlfriend at the time, who took me into their their um, apartment like next door, whenever it all happened. Right. Uh, it took them. When they found my mom, she was laying on the ground and there was blood everywhere um, and they moved her. Swore that they didn't know it was a like gunshot. They cleaned it all up and got all the drugs out and then they called the police. Um, Scott Rhodes shot my mom multiple times and claimed that she had grabbed the gun from him and it went off. So... There was a lot in it, a lot that had happened through all of it. There was a lot of questioning as to why it took them so long to call the police. There was a lot of um, everything. Why they tamper with all the evidence? There was a lot of know, tampering with evidence. Some fish. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Rhodes got put away for a couple of years. Uh, I want to say he got out um, half of what he was sentenced for the murder of my mom. Then, this is how fucked up the justice system really is. He goes in and out of prison for longer amount of times than whenever he killed his mom and then inevitably ends in a life sentence for methamphetamines. Oh, uh, so they did him like they did him like they did OJ kind of. Absolutely. So he killed somebody. Um uh, uh now it's I'm not saying that my mom was creme de la creme because she was in a gang. But I'm saying she was 18 years old, and it's really, really hard. She she was 19 when she was killed. Um, but she, it's really hard to be like 15, right. 16, 17, and make uh like realistic decisions because your prefrontal cortex is not fully developed, you know, at that time. So 25 for men, 21 to 23 for yeah. women. Yeah. Oh. So the whole situation is crazy because, you know, mama was a thug. And so they were like, well, she shouldn't have been involved in this shit if that was the case. Uh, her Doesn't matter, absolutely... though. She's still a human. Yeah. Um, so they never fully closed that case. My mom's case is still open. Um, she actually is one of the crosses featured in the Garden of Angels, which is uh, a place for, like, young murdered victims who didn't really get justice Basically, it's really cool. It's up in Fort Worth. Um, great place to go and see a lot of people there. It's pretty sad. Uh, so with that and seeing how the justice system treated a man who killed somebody like that, you know, was as close as you could be to me. Um, right. Was one, of, was one of those things that had me thinking. And I became Nancy Drew as an adult where there was. A, I was about to ask you, did you try to like. How did you start? Did, did, did was you told what happened? Um, like who told? So good shit. I was nine years old. Um, I was eight years old whenever um, Rhonda and Rick sat me down and told me that my mom, like I have a mom, but she dead as fuck, right? 
So right. I'm nine years old and I'm like, oh, that shit's crazy. And then also your grandma wants to talk to you. I'm like, cool. So I have a mom and a grandma. One of them's dead. That's cool. I still have a grandma. Dope as shit. So I get into contact with my grandma um, and that lasted for one year. And then I didn't get to contact her again until I was older. So I had no idea what had happened to my mom because they're not going to tell a right. nine-year-old your mom was shot up. Um, I heard a lot of right. things. Of I heard, I think, I think there was a lot of like, whenever I I came out about it and was like, um, you know, I don't have, I don't have any parents. Like my friends, because <clears throat> as a kid, it was really hard to understand my fucking life. I guess. Because I didn't have, Mm -hmm. like, actual parent parents. And I didn't look like anybody else in my family. So it was really weird. Um, And so whenever I came out about it, I had a lot of people that were like, oh, we know, you know, like, people making up shit that was like, well, your mom was killed by your dad. Or, you know, she was hit by a car. Like, I had a lot of crazy shit being thrown at me. Uh, Wow. That's fucked up to say. Yeah, absolutely. Until you know the actual facts. I know that. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah. No, exactly. And. And so uh, I met my grandma. I re I reconnected with her uh, when I was, I want to say it was my freshman year of high school, whenever I finally got to talk to my grandma again. And that's whenever um, she started laying down the facts because I had lots of questions. And uh, I'm the type of person Obviously. that I'm not going to keep my fucking mouth shut until I know what's up. Um, I learned a lot of things. There's a lady, her name's Annette. She actually kidnapped me when I was a baby. And that's how I ended up with the family that I was with um, because my grandma had called them. Um, and then I reached out to her as an adult. This has been a couple of years ago because she was there, uh, in the same apartment right. when my mom was killed. And so I reached out to a woman who kidnapped me and she attempted to kidnap me while I was in elementary school. Um, so like there was like, there was a constant, like, isn't this great? Did you know? <laughs> isn't this wonderful? I didn't know any of this. <laughs> So it was pretty. It was a pretty crazy um, situation. What a crazy roller coaster ride of a story! That you oh, absolutely. Um, so I reached out to this lady who, uh, you know, I probably had no business talking to, but I just I wanted to know as much. As you I wanted could. to know. Right. So I contacted her, and she had a pretty lengthy conversation with me and explained to me a lot of things that had happened where she was, I mean, my grandfather, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't um, a secret that he was like a really horrible person. He killed lots of people. Um, I mean, he held my grandmother at gunpoint whenever she was pregnant. Like my grandfather was not a good person. So whenever he orchestrated this entire situation, she, she knows for, I mean, she told me like she, she was 100% sure that he had set this whole thing up um, after the fact. So, he basically was like, you need to clean all of this up. Like he was directing them as if he had been planning this. A part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, and basically was like, don't look at her, don't look at her, don't look at her because he didn't want them to know that she had been shot. He, he told her that like, it looks like she, he like maybe hit her over the head with this bucket of change or whatever, some dumb shit. So she was telling me, you know, her side. And then I found out that there was one other person who was there. And I'm like, oh, who, who was it? It's my Aunt Kay. I didn't even know about this bitch ever. I'm like, Aunt Kay, fuck, what's her last name? I've heard about her. You know, like, trying to get this shit. I've never heard You've always... Yeah. <laughs> never heard anything. Never heard of this bitch ever. And so she... But what's her last name? So you went to Googling. I went, yeah, immediately. Fuck yeah. Oh, immediately I am looking this bitch up on Facebook. I contact her. I say, I am Tammy's daughter. Uh, here's my number. Hit me up with that T, girl. It's about time I know what the fuck happened. 
and she had a completely different fucking story. And so I started sitting down with the information that my grandfather had given me from actually being on the case, um, the shit that my grandma had told me. I even personally wrote a letter to Scott Rhodes, the man who killed my mom. I personally wrote in a jail? letter in jail. Mm-hmm. And Did he ever write you back? He did write me back, and it was very horrible. He wrote me back very horrible things. Uh, so, like, all of his information that he wrote to me was discredited. It wasn't even worth it. Uh, because I think he was just kind of... He's in prison forever now. So, I think he just kind of... You know, he was mad. He just, yeah, he was just... So, all in all, through all of the information that I gathered, I'll never... I, I, I came up with a couple of conclusions and my Nancy Drew, like, life, where... One, I will never fucking know the full, full story. But I do know that my grandfather set this shit up. He hired Scott Rhodes to kill my mom. um, And he got away with it. And Scott Rhodes also got away with it. (laughs) So the justice system's fucked. And that's a big reason. It failed you in that sense. But then seeing him still in jail kind of, it doesn't put it to rest. But it it, it still gives you a little bit of peace, I, I would feel like. You know what? It doesn't. And you know why it doesn't? Because I am a strong believer that people who are getting in trouble for drugs should not get life sentences. I think that's fucking dumb. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think putting somebody... Well, and you're a fan of Lil Wayne, right? So Lil Wayne said something that's actually the most touching fucking thing. Um, You know, my... And Fong don't get it. (laughs) Carter 3, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) So you... You know, my neighbor is my neighbor, not because he wrapped his way to my neighborhood, because he sold crack cocaine to get to my neighborhood. You move him out, you take him to jail for life, and then you move in a sex offender. And then you move in a pedophile. Yeah. You know. I have a fucking daughter. I have a fucking daughter. I listened to the song last night. Absolutely. And you know what? That shit uh, is real shit. You know, we're letting rapists and we're letting murderers run free. Right. Um, and, and I also, I mean, I just think the life penalty, I think that's, that's rough. I, I don't feel like really, the, it's very hard for me to feel like I can justify somebody going to prison for life because I feel like that's people can For change. drugs, at least. Now, murder is a different story. So, you know, I feel like if you kill somebody whenever you, I think the prefrontal cortex is, is my, like, my stopping point at that, where I agree. And a lot of people, uh, it's controversial, but I think that. There are some people who killed somebody like when they were young as fuck that are essentially changed by their doing time. And I think that those people deserve retrial. I think that they deserve like to be under the microscope if they were to be let go. But I think if somebody's serving 20, 45, 50 years in jail for murder that they did when they were younger, that's some crazy shit to me. But how the fuck are you going to send this man who killed my mom to jail for four years, send him out in two and then send him to prison for a life for methamphetamines. That just doesn't make any sense to me. It's it's kind of like a what the fuck moment. Yeah. So, no, it, it doesn't put me at rest. In fact, it makes me even more angrier that that shit would happen. And that I have homies, I have really good friends who are in prison for moving drugs, you know? It's just right. like, are you, like, these people, they're great people. Just because you were put in a situation... I mean, I, it's not a, it's not silence that I was a drug dealer from junior high on, but like sometimes you gotta do it, you know, to be able to be your family. Yeah. Now I am like a great salesperson because of it. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I got good life. I can move whatever you want. Absolutely. This shit just came off the boat. <laughs> yeah, but I moved from Talk drugs Halloween. To, <laughs> to Halloween stores now. Yeah. <laughs> from Trap House to Halloween stores. I'm kind of moving on up. No big deal. <laughs> that should be your first rap album from Trap House to Halloween stores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good shit. I mean, but these are the reasons why I think it's really important to have people um, in the police force influencing, you know, and standing up because a black cop can stand up to a white cop and say, what you're doing is wrong, what you're doing is racist. And half, unfortunately, half of the people are going to say he's only saying that because he's black. You know, I think it's really important to have, um, to be able to be that person, to infiltrate your systems to you know stand there and do checks and balances absolutely exactly like the u.s government is held to yeah or supposedly held to yeah there you go yeah i think it's really important for that and i I wouldn't be a cop because um you know i think it's cool i think it's going to be a great thing i think it's one of the hardest things i've ever done Um, but it's a goal for you set and achieve absolutely no it's something to look forward to yeah for sure for sure I, i um i can't wait for the day that like I can finally do a lot for my community you know because right now like just um with the protests and stuff going on like my the least that I've been able to do was you know do the protests and help aid the people who were injured in the protests you know like tonight I feel worthless because I'm at home but I have my kids like you know I ain't gonna take my kids out to a protest yet oh no not yet no you can't do that no not with you guys (laughs) no if it but you know that's and I feel shitty for it because you know I went I went by I knew they were prepping and I asked them what all they needed and I brought them the things that they needed and that's like you know to me I feel like that's enough but I still feel like there's so much more I can do joining the police force is one of those things I feel like um I could do to help so well that's amazing and I hope you actually (laughs) get to do it you know Thanks, yeah. I believe in you. You're in me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So this uh this app that we downloaded to do this, yeah. it like it runs out of time. So And we'd be talking forever. Yeah. But before we but, go, I have one very important question from one car person to another car person. What's your dream car real quick? My dream car? Yeah. Ooh. Um can it be a race car? I don't fucking. If it's a, does, is it a motor vehicle? <laughs> yes. Okay. So, I'm a real huge fan of like racing and cars in general. But the ultimate car I would want to drive is the 1988 Audi Quattro. Good shit. Turbo. Nice. Yeah, it's a five cylinder motor, and it 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 was they raced it in the 80s, like for rally racing and stuff. Yeah. And it's it's fucking awesome it was one of the first cars to actually in in uh made four-wheel drive for rally racing and yeah it's awesome what's yours 2003 volkswagen beetle preferably manual um hot pink why you know three hot i'm not done hot pink okay daisy wheels do you see where this is going a barbie Car. <laughs> the OG 2003 Volkswagen Beetle Hot Pink Daisy Wheels Barbie fucking car. Are you kidding me? That's my dream car. 
<laughs> so me and a, when I was living in Houston, we were talking about building like a a Barbie a Barbie car like go kart. Oh God! Yes. But like you know, like the Barbie cars, like the little power wheels. We we're gonna use that as like the body and put like a a, um, a four wheeler chassis underneath it <laughs> with a dirt bike motor in the back. Oh, I would stand the fuck out of that. That's good shit. Yeah, yeah it'd be fucking fun to drive. Well, but I don't know. I like the. I got to see when I was working at the racetrack. I got to see the new Corvette, like before anybody else did, oh, the mid-engine one. Fuck. Dude, that thing is gorgeous too. It's badass. Uh, I love that. Well, on that note, we're and we're 104 minutes in. <laughs> I thought you were gonna con- like convert it to hours. <laughs> yeah. It is 10.30. I can't do that right now. <laughs> I'm an old lady. Are you lady. in the same time zone? Huh? Y'all are in the same time zone as us? It's, yeah, it's, yes. <laughs> it's just Missouri. <laughs> well, I don't know where the Mason-Dixon line, you know. Uh, to be fair, me either. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. Shout out later, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks so much for having another 100-minute phone conversation with me. Um, no, it's been fun. I've learned a lot about you that I didn't know. Yeah, and we've been friends um, for a million years now. For almost a decade. Oh, that's crazy. Crazy shit. <laughs> it's been crazy. Well, so, stay well, safe yeah, out I'll of there. Have you on again. All right. What'd you say? I'm sorry. I said I'll definitely have you on again. Oh, no, thank you. And... <laughs> no, thank you. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How um... dare you? <laughs> Yeah, stay safe out there, you know, do your part. And I will, by not doing anything. Good shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jolly good shit.